Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the Comic Bureau Field Report. The Comic Bureau Field Report is a member of the Believe Podcast family. Uh, that is spelled B-L-E-A-V, not Believe, and like me mispronouncing the word Believe, but Believe. Um, that just sounds like a meat brand. I don't know. Um, and that's the extent <laughs> of which I will make fun of my podcast network because they give us sponsors sometimes. So with that all out of the way, uh, on to this week's illustrious, illustrious guest, acclaimed in so many things, uh, award-winning touring show, Tinder Live, uh, award-winning book, How to Be Alone, uh, personally acclaimed by the New York Times, uh, front person for the band. It was romance. Please give it up for Lane Moore. Hi, thanks for having me. Hello. Hello. How's it going, Lane? How has it been? How is quarantine? Question mark. We're not doing that anymore, right? We're supposed to, and we're not supposed to, and no one will clarify. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just, it's just, and it's you know, I, I, I keep, I keep comparing it to this because it's just so accurate. But it's just, it, it feels like group projects from childhood. That's really what it feels like, especially if you were that mm-hmm. person who like always followed the rules, right? And the other kids did not follow the rules, and you're just like, oh come on. Yeah. Come on, we are you that we're all getting punished. We all have to stay for summer school now, and summer school will last, you know, however, however long. I'm, you know, like a lot of performers, I'm just trying. I'm trying to stay as positive as I can. My soul has died like 15 times throughout this, <laughs> but whatever. Like, sure. keeps coming back, so fine. Uh-huh. It dies again, but right. you know, yeah. I'm like, I'm like Buffy that way. Sounds is great. it I is it a that. cyclical death of your soul that just like keeps recurring you know you just it's like i just every time something else pops up and it's like this like new variant stuff and you're just like oh my god like it's just right i don't know i at a certain point you're just like all right if we, if we die we die i don't even know like i, I can't keep living in this fight or flight you right. know this this chaotically but i do? mean i i don't know would that be a weird sort of way for all of us as i mean because uh, america as a culture has a problem with like engaging with the inevitability of death but it's yeah. like no it'll happen and you should just accept it i don't know yeah i don't know the best way i'm just all i can do is i'm like i know i've done a lot of the things i know i've been you know more than a lot of people i know even like pretty heavily quarantined for the last year and a half um right. you know and like wearing my mask and like taking it super seriously so I think it's it's a weird thing when you when you look online and people are like you should be taking it more seriously because those of us who already were are like I don't know if I can take it anymore like I'm so tired I've done all the things so yeah yeah And, and that's why I mean a lot of experts will say just like well it's about mitigating risk at this point right you know and I I think I think that you know I wasn't, I wasn't extremely social outside of doing shows before the pandemic either. So like, you know, even I I had somebody ask me, like I went to get my first haircut, um, you know, since whatever, 2019 or something. And the woman was like, have you been dancing? And I was like, no, I'm coming to get my first haircut in almost two years. That's how seriously I've taken this. Like, 
I'm right. not going out to like a packed Lollapalooza. Like, no. Oh my God. And to ask that so casually and that, I used to go dancing at least once a week. It was my yeah. favorite thing to do is how I did cardio. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you we could do that here in LA, but I'm not going to. Right. It's just like, I'm pretty much just like, all right, like I will go see a friend of mine who is vaccinated. We will be outside. I will go do my comedy show where everyone has to be vaccinated. It's like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm still on that side of it, but I've definitely, it's interesting to run into people who are like, oh, I've been doing really crowded, weird stuff without a mask for months now. And you're like, okay, like we're just all on the different pages. And I'm like, I, 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 yeah. I don't know. Literally last night, I heard a dear friend who I find so funny uh, say, I'm just over Delta. I'm just over it. I mean, <laughs> and it's so hard because I, I don't I don't blame anybody who's over it. We're all over it. It's just like, you know, I, I just, I, I want everything to be okay. But it's one of those right. things where it's like, I can't, I can only do as much as I can personally do. We right. can all only do as much as we can personally do. So you know, but it can be, uh, it sucks when it is really affecting every part of your life, uh, right. <laughs> you know, especially in terms of like, you know, being able to tour and do shows, like yeah. that's going to hit me a little bit harder than being like, what are you going to do? Like maybe yeah. nothing, but I'm grieving, I guess. I don't know. Right. I mean, well, that's the part of this is like, we're still healing from a trauma that isn't even over. Right. Exactly. And now, and now we're at a stage where it's like, you know, I mean, at the core of what we're at right now, it, it, the, the question that's being asked is, how much sympathy do you have for the unvaccinated and children? I don't know. It's like, it's just so, it's just so, it's very strange to me. I don't, mm. I don't know. It's like, it's just, I just have a lot of feelings about it and I don't even want to it's all I don't get right. it. I don't I don't right. I don't get it. I really don't because this is what we have to do. I just right. you're watching so many people have been affected so horribly by this and it has to be that people who are unvaccinated have not been impacted in any way. And yeah. you know, I was I was impacted so heavily and right. so and and we know and we've known mm -hmm. for a while that yeah. because people aren't getting vaccinated, they are a large part of why the rest of us have been, and the world has been so negatively impacted. So it's really hard. It's hard. It's hard to, you know, yeah. have sympathy for this when you're just like, oh, you are very likely contributing to massive job loss, people dying. Like, I, I just right. don't, even right. if they don't see it that way, like, how can you not, you know? Yeah, it's hard. My I found out my sister is a hardcore anti-vaxxer and I mean, she doesn't even want to have a conversation about it. That's what I'm saying. I'm just like, yeah. all right. Yeah. When <laughs> I read that, you know, we'll tie this back to comedy real quick, guys. Um, Wuhan is having an outbreak again, the place that it started. And that's partially because, you know, the Chinese vaccine, Sinovac, isn't as effective as Moderna, Pfizer, or J&J. Mm -hmm. And so the breakthrough cases are a little, you know, especially with the Delta variant being out of, out of India and China being really bordering India. And so, you know, the idea that you have access to the most effective vaccines at like CVS at this point, if you're over 12. Right. What, 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 what's the deal people? Well, and so it's interesting you say that because, uh, so I've been like, and 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 we can continue but it, it ties into this um 
I've been, I've started swiping through Tinder again to like get ready for tour and stuff. And I've, I've been that you warm up. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's like my tomorrow. <laughs> no, but it's like I like you know I sometimes I will like find a really good profile and I'll like screen cap it for like the Tinder Live Instagram or, or whatever right. or stuff like that if I'm bored and it's like. Right. But I saw I'll see these profiles that are like recently like newly vaccinated. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like it is August 2021 in New York City. What do you mean newly vaccinated? They have had vans everywhere for months. Because and it was just the funniest thing to me to see on a tinder profile because to me and look i don't know this person i don't know what the deal is but like this guy was i don't know probably like you know mid-20s or something mm -hmm. and i'm like i feel like this is like you realizing you weren't gonna get laid until you did this like you having <laughs> it had to have been that you had months of just being like all right i got it or whatever are we doing this or not i'm so horny like i just because who is waiting until right now to be like newly i just I just got around to it. Like, that's just, it's very strange to me, especially in New York City. Like the mm. vaccines are everywhere. We've been talking about it for a long time. I just, it's, it's just interesting to me that people who are like, eh, I'll get it when I get it or I won't, but I don't know. Yeah, not to mention, okay. So when you add the ad, the adjective, the adverb newly. Right, That that's what it is. It's the newly, and who yeah. knows, man, like maybe, maybe this is, he hasn't updated his profile since March or something, but right. it was just so funny to me mm -hmm. that you would add like don't worry ladies i know you've been pissed uh ricky ricky j 25 finally got it you're right, welcome right like, right right you're, you're you're welcome i i'm coming down from um well it's not even coming down from an ivory tower i'm coming out of a dive bar right I, exactly i just couldn't live without and you know now they're requiring vaccination cards so i guess Right. I've been doing, I've been doing orgies every day for the last two years. However, due to some laws or whatever, I'm now like, it's just so weird to me. And like, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a very right. strange, but, but like that stuff is, has been so interesting seeing that stuff on, oh on, on dating profiles, but I just loved newly, newly New, haunted, has newly haunted me since I saw it. Wait, I'm guessing that that guy's, um, you know, ethics is questionable and to be honest right. about that part is just say you're vaccinated that's you just it say you're vaccinated but like newly just is really telling some stories and i don't like them i don't like mm -hmm. them <laughs> <laughs> what else have you been seeing in uh just re-entering the realm of tinder yeah um you know i people trying to say it in like a sexy way, which is kind of funny, like seeing uh, different profiles and like, you know, I'll go, I'll go on all the different profiles to see like what's different about the profiles. It's really not that much that's different. Um, right. Uh, but seeing, you know, people just write like two shots with like a Z and I'm like, all right, like, <laughs> I don't know that we need to sexualize this. Like, I don't know that we need to make it sound like cool and fun. Like, I mean, I guess it's like, whatever right. maybe that could help somebody i don't really know are people but, like repping their brand of uh yes. vaccine and i've seen a lot of that where it's like daddy pfizer and i'm like ew what <laughs> no we don't need to do it like that i don't think i'm glad and it's one of those things where it's like i'm glad you're vaccinated but like why is this the way you're displaying it which like whatever i guess at the end of the day you're just glad they're vaccinated but right 
daddy Pfizer, Jesus Christ. Like, I swear I've seen like that, that exact mm. wording like a couple times and I'm like, no right. guys. I wonder where you stand on this because like I I, you know what people need to do to cope with this time I get but like when people kind of get cute about you know with like daddy Pfizer and stuff like that or even calling this time like a pandemic or a quar um I'm not about that I really don't yeah I mean Mm. it's like so it's interesting because um one of the things that I have um I realized, like, I know when people started calling it a panini and stuff, um, I I was really grateful uh, that a friend of mine was like, hey, just so you know, like, some of those shortened phraser- phrases, like, came from Black Twitter as, like, a response to just, like, this is so devastating. And so, like, at first I thought it was, like, people making light of it, and I'm sure for some people it is, but it was also, like, oh, okay, like, that absolutely makes sense to me, and, like, I don't want to, like, I think some people are, are, have, have started using phrases like that because it's, I, I get it. Like, like it is, it is exhausting to keep seeing those, those like to see, keep seeing the word pandemic, keep seeing the word quarantine. I get it. Like it, it makes, it makes sense to me. At first I, I read it the wrong way. I read it that people were like, oh, this is silly and fun. And I was like, oh no, this is like uh, a reaction to something that is awful. Sure. <laughs> that people sure. are trying to take take some of the sting out of it and that's what comedy is so I'm like right. yep mm-hmm, I get it <laughs> I understand but we all do we all cope and heal in different ways yeah yeah and I I mean I just like me personally there was all the global stuff that everything that happened with comedy and then I had a lot of personal things that happened that I, yeah. I don't need to take my listeners through again but like that's where I'm like no uh, you know if I were to give a nickname to the pandemic it would be the worst year of my life you know? Yeah. I just, I'm like, I can't, I, at this point, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm at the point where like, I don't even want to use any words to describe it. I'm just like the year, the year, the year. I, I, I just, I don't, I don't even want to get close to it. It's, it's, right. it's too much to even, yeah. you the, know, the year it's like a pop star that like, Oh, I only go by a name. I don't have like a last name. I just go by one name. Right, that's fine. Sure, yeah. except it's like a pop star that I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Well, I want to get more into your uh, Tinder Live tour, which I'm so excited about. Not to mention, yeah. like, how you've transitioned to like doing that on Twitch, then reemerging into the world, kind of question mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but let's run through some comedy news, Elaine. How about that? Sure. Yeah. All right, great. Um, So first on the docket here, uh, announced yesterday um, by Mayor Bill de Blasio, New York City will, uh, in the coming weeks, have a requirement for vaccination cards, proof of vaccination, um, I guess the Excelsior Pass, uh, which I'm not in New York City, so I don't know too much about that, but uh, they will be requiring something like that for any sort of indoor activity, uh, which, uh, you know, a lot of comedy shows currently are indoors. Yeah, Uh, All the clubs are open. I mean, um, everything's open, right? 
Yeah, pretty much every pretty much everything is is open. Just a lot of you know mass um, like vaccination cards and stuff like that. So that's pretty much what I've seen. But you know, there's also you know you go into stores or whatever, and it's like they previously weren't right doing that. Right. So I don't know if that'll be different. Do you think? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, do you think that will affect anything? Do you think? Um, I mean, people aren't going to do it because like we have this mass mandate in LA County. Yeah. Um, for indoor stuff. And I know there are places that are like, yeah, we'll put the signage because we're required to, but we're right. not going to enforce anything. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't imagine what it's like. You know, I have, I have a lot of uh, empathy for a lot of these like venue owners and places where it's just like, how do you deal with like that one person who's just like throwing a fit? Like I can't, I can't even imagine it. Right. I can't even imagine it or like restaurant workers and stuff like it's it's just it sounds like a wild thing to have to, to have to deal with to have to navigate when you're just enforcing a rule that you had nothing to do with you know absolutely and that's I mean geez uh, things change every single week yeah yeah I the, the calendar of the comedy store because they because so much of their staff contracted COVID oh, um they introduced a vaccination card only policy and uh you know all of a sudden their entire calendar like disappeared <laughs> and then it reappeared and then it disappeared again because it, it I mean that's how fast things change right and that's yeah. like that club and uh I think things are back but like yeah more and more finally uh venues in LA are taking like you know I mean you know the Bell House and Union Hall and Littlefield and a lot of the clubs in Manhattan have been vaccinated only for a while mm -hmm. yeah yeah um did I mean is that an uh, a result of like I mean I'm assuming in New York you guys have taken it well I mean the thing is what I've seen is people take it seriously and then it, it like it, things ease up and then cases and numbers go back up and then people take it really seriously but um you guys are so close together in new york i imagine that you know it was been pretty serious or i mean you've been taking it serious but is that the vibe the, for everybody else yeah i feel like i feel like we're we've been known for like taking it pretty seriously since the jump i feel like we actually um as a city i feel like i feel like new york was one of the first places in the country i think that like right. took it really seriously and I knew that because when I first started like tweeting about how nuts it was, there were so many replies that were like, what are you talking about? Like no <laughs> one related to my tweets for like <clears throat> outside of New York for like four months because people didn't wow. understand yet. And like, but like New York immediately went into like really bonkers shutdowns and all of these things. And so right. tweeting about that to like a country who like didn't fully understand what was coming or what was happening was right. really weird. And then like, you know, seeing similar tweets to what I was posting in March blow up in like August and I was like oh people weren't there yet people people didn't know what I was talking about yet on that on that level which is which is interesting to think about and right yeah yeah I mean in a weird way that's how I kind of view uh, time travel being possible it's not really possible but just like well I said this in March and now you guys are finally there in August and you I mean you could have said I mean you take a look at the past it was right there you know yeah and we're seeing we're seeing a lot of that which is weird but yeah, yeah a lot of that is weird um well i i'm curious to see how that mandate rolls out and you know if it if there isn't a bunch of like anti 
anti-vax protests, which unfortunately have been happening around the globe. Hey. On to happier news. Uh, animated series Tuca and Birdie are, is renewed for season three at Adult Swim. Originally premiered uh, on Netflix, um, created by Lisa Hannibal, who was the production designer on BoJack Horseman, uh, and then found its home for season two at Adult Swim, where it seems to be thriving. It is a very, very fun show. Uh, after that, also on Adult Swim, Joe Parra Talks With You is uh, going to have its season three premiere this fall. Um, man, what a, what a cal- calming show to always have uh, whenever it comes around during any, I mean, that show has come around in the most traumatic times of our lives, I would, I would argue. Yeah. So, um, bless Joe Pera. Uh, and then finally, uh, announced yesterday, there is a, um, an actual co-op that is being started. It's not like a bit or just like a fun sketch name. Uh, the comedy co-op uh, which is comprised, uh, I believe, of a lot of former UCB uh, people out here in Los Angeles, is going to start um, in the coming weeks and months. Uh, it is they have a steering committee, which I've never heard of instituted in comedy at all, uh, which is like made up of fifteen members. The whole goal is to um, have equitable and fair treatment of performers uh, who will be paid and also get to put on shows and not, you know, essentially be exploited and also have equal access, uh, inclusivity wise, both for performers and audiences. That's me summarizing their uh, nice uh, 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 mission statement. I would urge you to go to Instagram and uh, the co-op comedy and uh, check out what they have to say and uh, follow them. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of taking a little bit after the squirrel in New York, which uh, currently does shows at Caveat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because there's this just like mass migration of like, well, UCB, we, no one knows. And there's Franklin, UCB Franklin only. So yeah. what are we going to do, guys? Yeah, I guess we'll, I guess those things. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, I mean, I know you, you do Tinder Live and stand up and you, you have your band and stuff, but uh, like, had, are you, I'm assuming you are friends with some improvisers, sketch people. Like, how's that oh, been yeah. going? I mean, uh, wait, how has what been going? Um, like, it, have you gotten to like touch base with them and see like what's going on in their world? Because stand up has kind of gotten to do a lot more during COVID than everything else in comedy. Um, in what way? What do you mean? I mean that, like, I think the volume of stand-up shows that have happened during COVID and even now uh, far outpaced the, like, sketch and improv shows where it used to not be the case. And a lot of that is, like, well, we're all going to be on stage together. And, like, how are we supposed to do that safely? Oh, like, like, um, groups versus, uh groups versus that okay yeah yeah. I mean I haven't to be honest I haven't that's not anything I've heard anybody talk about really Mm. okay so I don't know I don't know that and it's like yeah I don't I have no idea (laughs) (laughs) that's that's also part of it I mean like 
in trying to even find out what's happening with like UCB Franklin, which is supposed to reopen, Mm -hmm. there's whispers of things, but there's nothing definite. Um, I can tell you that sketch and improv groups out here in LA have like dipped their toe in trying to do stuff and it's mostly very outdoors, but it's not, not at the pace of like, you know, UCB on either coast used to have like three, four shows a night. Right. And that was yeah. like one theater out of like maybe four or five and like Groundlings just started reopening here in LA. Uh, so it's it's been hard going and it will be hard going for groups that perform on stage together often in close quarters, if not literally wrestling with each other because that's part of the bit. Right. I mean, I know I can say uh, for me, um, like I haven't seen my bandmates in a while and it's like, yeah. I'm, you know, was, was used to, you know, practicing together and, and playing shows together and all of these things. So, you know, that's my, I guess, like group performance because, you know, even with Tinder live, like Tinder live has elements of stand up, but it's a totally improvised show. So it's Absolutely. like, you know, it is an improv show, but, uh, and, and, but yeah, I don't have like five people who I'm like, you know, spitting in their mouth or something on the, on the, show, on the show so right, right, right. um you know was able to i'm able to do that a little bit differently um right, right. but yeah yeah i mean like you know I, I don't know if i'm remembering this correctly but last time i got to see tinder live in person like some people got on stage with you right yeah so i do have um uh in in my brooklyn shows and um probably in um usually in my LA shows and some of the some of the cities where I can do this um Mm -hmm. I have guest panelists like I have other comedians or musicians or writers or actors who uh are there like riffing on the profiles with me like Mr. Science Theater style so I did have um I think Matt Bronger was on that one right um uh yeah so I do have that so it's like it does have that you know it, it is it is sort of like that too, where it was, um, you know, in the beginnings of rebooking it, I was like, oh, do I do this with just me? Do I, do I have other, other comics on stage? Like what's the safest thing? That's just, just a a weird, a weird thing, but you know, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's actually go back to talking about your tour. So what, what was, um, sort of the turning point for you with like, you did, um your twitch show and you're doing that for a hot minute and then what what sort of factors came into place where you're like okay I think I will uh embark on a nationwide tour which is going from August 9th to October 16th all across the country I feel like (laughs) Lane is gonna play a city that is somewhat close to you at some point yeah very much so so um because when when things hit I I didn't immediately do tinder live online I just I didn't want to to be honest like I was I was really grieving tinder live is is one of my favorite things on earth to do and it is it was such a source of it's always been such a source of community for me because it's a really interactive show and everybody is you know I guess for people who don't know what it is um 
um, I'm, you know, going on my dating app profile and like, um, I am going through the profiles in real time and the audience chooses who I swipe on. And it's just so the energy is amazing. People get so excited and like, you know, they shout right or left, however they want me to, to swipe. And you will just hear like hundreds of people being like, right, swipe left. Yeah. Yeah. Like I imagine people get so excited and it's just like, you know, and then I talk to them in a character and it's, it's really <laughs> ridiculous and, and kind and weird, but, um, you know, it was always something, it was always a real touchstone for me where like, no matter how hard things were, you know, outside with, with other things, I was just like, it's okay. You have a Tinder live show in a week and that it's, you're going to have so much serotonin. You're going to feel so connected to all these people. So, you know, when, when everything hit, I was, I had literally never missed a show in years. I had done the show on crutches. I had done the show <laughs> with a flu. I had done right. the show, you know, right after a bad breakup. Like I never, ever missed a show. So it was like one of those things where it wasn't like, oh, I did one every six months. Like, no, I was very, it was, it was everything to me. So um, it took me a while. So I ended up doing, you know, shows on Twitch that were their own beautiful, wonderful thing um, that I really loved. And then at a certain point I was like, all right, it's, it is time. And, um, <laughs> you know, started doing some, uh, streaming, uh, some Tinder live streaming shows. And it was, that was really awesome too, because I wanted it to still have that energy. And I was worried, like, you know, is it, is it going to be everything I still want it to be? And I was so happy after the first streaming show we did, so many like friends and fans reached out and they were like, dude, I felt like I was back at that. You know, I felt like I was back at that bar, that, that comedy club, whatever. And it, it felt that same energy. Like it totally translated. You made it translate. And I was like, Oh, thank God. So, um, you know, to the point where I still think like, Oh, maybe I will keep doing streaming shows and you know, with the state of the world, maybe that is a great idea. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, at a certain point I was just like, you know, it's just, we haven't, we haven't known, like, I, I kept waiting for somebody to tell me something magical that was like, everything's going to be fine in this month. And you just don't know that. And I had rebooked my tour like I don't know 10 times or something throughout this and I was just like you know what I'm gonna do this and these dates and hopefully you know late summer early fall is gonna be a good time and right I'm still hopeful of that <laughs> so <laughs> yes. we'll see man I don't know yeah um I actually am a little curious because it's like a fully improvised show um yeah did you think about or are you going to uh, live stream any of it um so like I think I think about that but but that's all up to the venues really because it's okay. like that's a whole thing they would have to do apparently where it's like they'd have to have someone who's like keeping track of that and and it's like a whole extra expense so like unless the venue hasn't mentioned it um, I probably won't be um, doing the tour shows, but um, a lot of the streaming shows that I did throughout the pandemic, uh, you can watch replays of them. Um, there's like a link in my social media bio and like, you can still watch them, which is awesome because, That's because great. they were streaming. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I mean you know, uh, I, I wonder like to what extent this happened for you, but I think one of the pros of virtual comedy is that it's virtual, so the whole world could have tuned in, and totally. the world did. The world did. Yeah, it was I awesome. Mean, 
people from Japan, India, like Austria would tune in to like watch a stand-up show on IG Live or something. Yeah, which I thought was so cool. And it was also like, you know, um, because Tinder Live was done on Zoom, um, you could see people's houses. Like I could see like Mm -hmm. three people watching on a couch in Canada. I could see, you know, people watching in in their in their bedroom I could see like couples watching it you know in their living room and it was just like that's very different than like looking out to a to a club or a venue and like just you know just seeing people in there but and and you're all in there together but there was something really cool about that especially since like you know I would get messages that were like come to Argentina with Tinder Live and I'm like I would love to I don't even know how that I wouldn't even know where to begin to do that but um but it's really right. cool to be able to be like, well, I'm doing a streaming show. Come watch it, Argentina. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Cool. Right. Yeah. Did that give it like a different level of intimacy? Just like. It did. It actually ended up being this really cool thing because, you know, people could unmute themselves on Zoom. And so like with the show at the venue, like you can hear people saying stuff and you can hear people be like, oh my God, that's my roommate. And like, you can have that moment where everybody like kind of quiets down and is like, oh my God, I want her to match with this guy's roommate and all those things. But, but, you know, for the most part, when people kind of um, are saying different things, you can't hear all of them, but on Zoom or stuff like that, it's like, yeah, everybody was still able to like kind of talk to each other and like, you know, hearing people whisper like, oh my God, did you see that? That's so funny. And this reminds me of what was, was like really its own trippy cool thing. Yeah. <laughs> I bet for that, for Tinder Live on Zoom, the chat must have been. Uh... The chat was off. Like that was the thing. That was the one thing I like that was so incredible. So since I'm doing so much on the show and I'm navigating so much, I was not able to look at the chat. If I was sitting there looking at the chat, I couldn't, I couldn't be able to do the show. Right. But every single person told me they were like, the chat was lit. The chat was <laughs> so good because it's just all these people being like, Oh my God, this reminds you of this. Did you see this? Did you see this? Did you see this? Have you noticed this about his profile? Like people went into the chat in a way that I'm sure when I do the shows live, people mm-hmm. wish there was a chat because I'll always see people like, right. I think people are, are pretty good about it right. now, but every now and again, I'll have a show where like, there's something that like we're talking about or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you'll just hear all these people who like want to take a second and talk to their friends and their partners and everything about it. And I have to be like, I know, I know we have to go to the next, <laughs> we have to go to the next thing. But how cool is that? That like, you're doing yeah. something that's like something that so many people want to like, talk about and like share with each other is, is really is cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I, you know, I think I've seen one parallel of that in an in-person show and those pre-pandemic mm-hmm. um, Chris Gethard did beautiful anonymous live. Oh yeah. Dynasty uh-huh. typewriter. And he created a special exclusive for that show only hashtag on Twitter. And he was, he like took questions and comments through that hashtag, but you could very yeah. much interact with that hashtag like the chat on zoom. And yeah. that's what people did. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, and I'm sure, like, that's really cool. I feel like that would have to be a whole other, that would have to be a whole other thing, though, because uh, I, I don't know that, I don't know that my show would be able to support that bandwidth, because I'm talking to, like, 10 yeah. different guys at a time, and swiping, and talking to the audience. It's like, I'm already doing mm-hmm. a comedy circus, but I like, I like the idea of that, and I, right. I, 
I wish we could have that kind of chat where, or it's like, it's almost like I need to have another person who was like, Lynn, this person on Twitter just said this. And like, that'd be awesome. Like they're, they right. pick out the ones that I, I need to hear, you know? Yeah. I think you highlighted a, a, a critical issue that we both have is that we need help. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So like quickly run down for people like, wh- so what are you, what are you specifically doing throughout a whole show? Um, okay. So, uh, and especially this is a lot of the shows, you know, I'm doing, um, you know, I don't have like a panelist, but you know, I'm, uh, I, I introduced, I introduced the show, um, and, you know, kind of talk about how it works and then we're swiping live. So it's like, I'm, I'm going through the profiles. I'm riffing on them immediately. I'm like having, I have jokes for every single one within like seconds, Mm -hmm. uh, which was real, which is really exciting because like my brain has always worked super fast, like uh, strangely fast. And I say that because, you know, when I started doing improv, it was like, I, I loved it because my brain worked so fast, but you know, as is the experience, unfortunately for uh, that, a lot of, that a lot of women and, you know, not any, anybody who's, who's not, who's not a dude really. Um, has had on like an improv team is that like you get boxed into um you get boxed into like the wife the girlfriend the whatever like or, or whatever stereotypes they want to kind of throw at you um but I was like no like my my brain works so fast how can I how can I show people like how fast I can come up with a joke and not have to be pigeonholed in this weird way and so right. tinder life's really cool in that you know the profile comes up and I have like 10 jokes already and um so I'm doing that and like the speed of that, of, of writing jokes that fast. And then also like taking the temperature of the audience, like how do they feel about it? Because I always make sure that, you know, the show is, is, is kind. And so making sure like if, if everybody's like swipe right on him, I'm like, are your intentions pure? Are your intentions pure? <laughs> and you know, cause sometimes you know, people it's much are, appreciated, you know, right? cause sometimes people are just like, they just hate Jeff for whatever reason. And I'm like, let's be honest. Jeff is just the man. I know you're like, you have personal issues with Jeff. I get that. But like, we're looking to find this, like the weirdest, funniest profiles. Like what would we ultimately like? Cause I also have to think like, what could I ultimately talk to him about? Because the second that we match, um begins its own other Mm -hmm. improv show begins its own other sketch show in a way where it's like all right how am I going to use my character for this show right to get this really weird profile to talk to us in a really fun way and like so we're building this whole other thing we're also then going back to like the other profiles and weighing in on those and coming up with jokes with those and like going with audience and then at a certain point, I have like 10 different com- conversations going that are all very specific, all completely different. Um, and doing <laughs> this, crazy, you know, Lane. for it's really pretty nuts. And so, um, you know, I always love hearing from other comedians who, who are on the show, like who I respect so much. And I think they're brilliant. One of my favorite things to hear is another comedian be like, I don't know how you do all this so fast. And I'm like, thank you. I feel very seen because it is a, <laughs> it is a lot. And it's, 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 it's um it's a lot yeah when I when I get off stage uh I need a big a big nap because it really feels like I'm like a circus ringleader I'm just like doing a million different things and like it's all happening so fast and it's you know I think the biggest compliment I get about the show is that people don't understand that it's improvised they're just like oh my god like this was so great and like so you write all that and I'm like how would I even be able to write it? It's all happening on screen. But 
Right. It is a compliment for, for me as a performer, for me as an improviser, that it looks so effortless and, and right. it looks so smooth right. that people are like, oh, clearly you spend hours writing this ahead of the show and somehow are able to get, predict what strangers you'll see, you know? Right. The, I mean, if you actually did that, there, I don't know, there's something kind of sinister about that, that you would like. And it's also physically impossible. Like there's nothing, yeah. but, but it's like, it's, it's cool. You know, when I hear that from people right. where it's like, it's just, it's happening so fast and so organically. And it's right. that it's like, they can't even conceive that right. I walked out on that stage and had no idea what was about to happen. But that's the magic of true. live comedy, everybody. Not to sound yeah. super schmaltzy, but like, <laughs> Truly, I actually, I um, I got to do this like three or four times. I did a solo show where I dated the audience, like literally oh. had the audience on stage with me. Yeah. Like there was a dining table. I was on one side and like yeah. 15 to 30 people were on the other side. Yeah. And they were all allowed to interact with me at all times. And yeah. it was so fun, but oh my God. Like when you said nap, I was like, I just want to like go to a diner and stare at the counter for an hour. Yeah, uh-huh. just, my brain starts to shut down. It's just like, right. what did you just do to us? And I'm like, I know, I know. Right. <laughs> and it's like, I've gotten better at like when I get off stage. Cause I always, you know, I want to go say hi to people. I want to do that, but I've gotten better at just being like, Lane, you just did a lot of gymnastics. Like <laughs> yes, you, you, you can't, you gotta, you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta go. <laughs> you gotta yeah. go take a nap. You gotta go eat some snacks and right. watch right. TV. Yeah. Wait, how long have you been doing it now? Um, I've been doing it for years, like six, seven years. I've been doing it a long time. Seven years. God. Yeah. I mean, according to, uh, Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 hours model, I feel like you are probably mastered at this. Oh, at least six times over. Easily, easily, easily. And it's, but I think that that's, what's great though, is like, Mm -hmm. I notice, you know, and I'm sure other people notice this in a different way, but even with me, I notice it with myself where like the shows I've had since coming back. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been stronger than ever because I missed it so much. Right. And like my, I, I just remembering like, Oh, like my, my confidence has just has in, in it has just grown so much. And like, I, right. I can I'll have moments when I'm coming up with jokes on the spot and I'm like, oh, I just like, I trust myself so much more now where I'm just like, yes, yeah, this is funny. I'm going to say, I know it's funny, even if it's like, cause they're all brand new, but it's like yeah. just trusting like which ones are going to be really great. And like, right. should I keep going with this? It's like a very interesting form of crowd work. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So with you coming back to it after all this time, I mean, I mean, you touched on it just a little bit, but do oh, you there? have okay. a different, huh? oh. oh, you're back here. Just, you were freezing for a second. Okay. You're good. Um, coming back to it, like, is the new, new renewed feeling of it? I mean, is, do you have sort of different intentions, expectations? Cause like, I know when I've seen it, it's like a game that you're playing. I mean, you know, you're not necessarily like ending up finding love. I mean, I yeah. think, yeah. But is that different now? Um, no, I mean, I, I've, I've always operated with the idea and, and I hear this from, from, you know, people who've seen the show so many times where like, they're like, I still think it'd be so cool if you like met someone great from this. And like, I've gotten pretty close. I've had a lot of, um, you know, things like that that have happened that have been really cool. And 
I'm still very much open to that. Like I am a romantic person and like, I love the idea of that happening. Um, but you know, I'm very detached from that outcome. I know that, Mm -hmm. you know, the show brings me so much like joy and happiness. And it's such a, it's such an awesome thing Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, if, if I happen to meet someone that way, that's cool. But if I don't like, it's, it's doing enough, it's doing enough good. But, but I think there's something, I know there's something extra cathartic Mm -hmm. about it. Um, because so many people are on apps right now and so many people are coming out of this like so you know feeling so much loneliness and frustration right that i i just see a, a in myself and in the audience where like there's a collective uh-huh. um catharsis that happens right. in the show right. that there always was there but it's 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 bigger now yeah because as i have <laughs> Throughout, throughout this, I've actually been like tipped off, like, hey, we're doing an in-person open mic. And this was like summer last year. Like, you know, you, you, like come by or like listed, tell people. And I would spy from my car because I'm like, none of you are going to be safe. What is this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I would just hear like comics, like you're risking your life and the life of others to go say, man, dating's still hard. And yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> What? I know, I know. And it, it's, yeah, I just, I, and I think, I think that's what's really, I think that's one of the strengths of the show is that that's implied and we know that. And it's, it's really taking a, coming at it from a point of, from a point of power, from a, from a point of like, let's make something that makes everybody feel really connected, that makes everybody feel you know, that like, I love, I love the impact that it has on people. I love that, like, so many women see it of of all ages, like, you know, women in their 20s, women in their 50s just got divorced, whatever, um, who are like, this makes me feel so much less alone seeing this. And it's, you know, and just the catharsis of of laughter throughout it. And then men who are like, I didn't even know that the profiles (laughs) were this awful. And I'm like, yeah so it's interesting it's like you know hearing those comics you know who are like their whole bits are just like like dude comics who are just like oh dating is so bad and I'm like you don't even know you don't even know it is so much worse for women are you kidding me and you know I think that that's also one of the you know it's it's a whole different playground and Mm -hmm. so I I do love hearing from men where it's like oh it's like way worse for y'all and I'm like yeah I know and we've been telling you that but you didn't fully really understand it or you weren't listening or you didn't want to believe us now we are physically now I'm physically showing you that this yeah. is what we're this is what we're working with right. absolutely and I think tangentially kind of like as a difference of perspective that's why most of my friends are women yeah because I don't like talking to men that's, that's really fair yeah really yeah fair. I have some guy friends there's some that are good <laughs> but very yeah good. it's like I have you know it's like my my guy friends are already are already on the level they're already mm-hmm. they already know they they know these things I I don't yeah <laughs> it was interesting I'll mention this like uh, briefly I was at a, a show a couple of weeks ago and I saw this guy get up and say I never heard of him but and he was not doing so much jokes as just sharing these vignettes of his life. And it became very clear to me that um, he was just on the precipice of realizing that being like a dude is mostly bullshit. Yeah. Cause he, he started in on a premise of like, yeah. So my girlfriend thinks I'm cheating. Cause I'm like sexting um, sex workers on like OnlyFans, And I'm like, well, <laughs> and yeah. And he was like, uh, you know, I don't think it is, but then she, she posited to me. 
um, well, what if I did that to you? Would you like that? And he's like, be my guest. And she started texting some dudes and then, you know, she would get dick pics and he, she would, she would show it to him. And he was like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that very much. That was <laughs> I, in, in, in 2021, like you're finding yeah. that out. All right. All right, hey, Greg. Jesus, guys, guys, what, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's very exciting that it's back. Uh, I mean, so many, what, what do you got? Like 20, 30 stops? 30 something. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all, all over the U.S. or North America? You got some Canadian dates in there? Uh, no, because the borders have been closed, but hopefully right? soon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Forgot about what? that. Yeah. 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 Only because of that. Only because of that. There's yeah. so many people who will just be like, when are you coming to Canada? And I'm like, as soon as legally I'm allowed to, like, it's just a different, it's a, it's a different time, man. It's a different right. time where people who are like, come to Florida. And I'm like, I would, but it's a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, what? Like, it's just, again, it's just, it's a different, a different thing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, you got to go pretty soon, right? Yeah. I have to go in like a, I probably, probably go a minute or so. Yeah. Okay. Just gotta well, get ready for my next thing. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, I really, really you. appreciate it. I mean, I yeah. love Tinder Live as much as I, I personally, and I only speak for myself, <laughs> uh, find the apps to be uh, traumatic and make me a person I don't like being. Right. And so, and right. And so many of us, it's like, and it's also like, I hear that from so many like awesome men, which is like, like they get it. And honestly, I, I think that's what's really cool is, you know, I mean, is that the audience really is everyone it really is everyone and you know I know that people kind of think like I um I did a show in Baltimore a couple weeks ago and this guy came up to me after the show and he was like I need to tell you you are funny as fuck and my girlfriend wanted me to come to this show and I was like I don't know what this is gonna be and you're so funny and I was like thank you also trust your girlfriend next time she knew she knew she told you she told you the show is extremely funny but I think you know sometimes you know, men can hear about Tinder Live or something and think that it's just going to be this like bloodbath. And I'm like, that's not who I am. And it's also like, it's so much more intelligent than that. Like, just give me the credit that mm-hmm. it's not just going to be me being like, look at this guy, he's short. Like, that's not funny. That's not what I do. No. It's so much weirder and more fun than that. So I, I-, I really do love hearing it from from men who are just like that's my it's my favorite show it's so good (laughs) I'm like yes you are a wonderful like anytime I can't tell you how many times my friends have texted me and they've been like I just started dating this guy and he's a huge fan of tinder live and I'm like marry him like he gets (laughs) it he can stay like right 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 he's a good man (laughs) yeah put that on your dating profile versus I don't know you know the one that really got me and I hated like that I would see this is like love marvel movies and I'm like, you mean the most popular thing? The most popular thing in the world. Like, all right. This, okay. You really needed to tell me that with one of your things on Hinge. You only have one thing there. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like it's a good, you know, and even guys I've talked to personally who've just been like, I've seen Tinder Live a bunch. Your show's great. And I'm like, all right, I already like you. I already yeah. like you. <laughs> that's that's good. You, you get it. You can laugh at yourself. You understand that it's mm-hmm. like, it's just, it's really nuts out there. So- right. Right. You know. So where else can uh, where can people find you online? Is there anything else you would like to plug? 
Yeah. Um, so uh, you can find all the dates for the Tender Life Tour on lanemore.org. Um, also, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok at hello lane more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. And then, yeah, you can get uh, my book, How to Be Alone, at any local bookstore. And we'll also have them at a lot of places on tour, which is cool, too. Right. And I think you could probably learn a good deal about attachment styles if you watch Lane's TikTok. <laughs> Very true. Yes. I took uh-huh. I took a quiz and I found out I'm secure. So I, I win. Oh, my God, you do. You do. That's exciting <laughs> for you. <laughs> Well, that's the good one that's the good one yeah, yeah. it is it's, the, 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 it's yeah it's, it's cool. easy mode it's good cool yeah. yeah unfortunately everybody else is not that so i know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's what you have to contend with but good job yeah, cool um i am jake kroger i run the comedy bureau you can find the comedy bureau at the comedy bureau.com at the comedy bureau across socials you can find me on instagram at not the supermarket and on twitter at mfj kroger uh there are a lot of great concerts to support this time so i asked if you support those that would be really great but if you have generosity or money left over please support the comedy bureau because i've been running it for almost 11 years and i just uh had this great idea that i was going to cover new york in addition to la and i sleep even less so it would be really wonderful if you could give me some a, a bit of monies. Uh, and with that said, is there anything you would like to say as we uh, wrap up here, Lane? Come to my shows. Even if you can't come to my shows, buy tickets to support it in your city and do this for all live performers. We really need it. Okay, yay. Yep. And <laughs> connected to that, uh, live comedy is happening, guys. And I would uh, really appreciate if you went and supported it. And as the great Bernie Stevens would say, enjoy it. Recorded, produced, and edited by Jake Kroger. Music by Brian Grineo. Artwork by Andrew Delman and KT. And part of the Believe Podcast family. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.